All right, welcome back to another episode of the Beyond BMSC podcast, where we interview past medical sciences students who have graduated from the BMSC program and are now pursuing graduate programs in order to answer your questions and concerns and to give us a unique insight into what it's like in a post-medical sciences pathway. My name is Eddie, and today we're joined by Avi. How are you doing today, Avi? Hi, Eddie. Thanks for having me. Doing well today. All right. Uh, so Avi, if you could uh, please introduce yourself to the viewers and let the audience know uh, just a little bit about yourself. So which BMSC module you're in during undergrad, uh, which program you're currently enrolled in and something, so kind of like a hobby or an extracurricular that you have that you're kind of really passionate about. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as Eddie mentioned, my name is Avi. Uh, I'm from Brampton, Ontario. Um, I did my high school and in my, I guess, studies in uh, in the GTA prior to uh, going to Western for my undergraduate degree um, to do my BMSc. Uh, I completed my four years and graduated within uh, honors in IMS. Um, but my, I guess my path was a little different from the traditional four year in that I did the um, one year science internship after my third mm -hmm. year of studies, um, which was great. I did a, a year in pharma. Uh, before returning to uh, Western for my fourth year and graduating in 2018. Um, after completing my undergrad studies, I did one year of healthcare consulting before, mm, um, interesting. you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that I was accepted to Queen's Medicine in 2019. Uh, so now I'm a third year med student and, uh, you know, looking forward to the future. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So... Uh, just to go off of what you just said, um, was the kind of one year internship kind of something you were definitely, you know, definitely you, you knew you were going to do in your freshman year? Or was it something that was kind of just, you know, spur of the moment, spontaneous, you know, like, oh, it seemed like a good opportunity. And I think, you know, it could be really valuable, something like that. For sure. Um, I think it was more the latter uh, in the sense mm. that it was more of a spontaneous decision. Um, at the same time, I was sort of at a, a crux in <laughs> what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, you know, throughout my, you know, my grade school and, and first couple of years of undergrad, I'd, I'd always heard about the concept of going into medicine, but I didn't know if I was truly passionate about going into it. Um, and I, I truly didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that time. And if I was applying to medicine at that point, it would have been for the wrong reasons. Um, mm -hmm. And so I wanted to give myself an opportunity to explore what else might be out there. Um, I know there was also the avenue to go and do your HBA. Um, you know, you can go into so many other professional programs, you can go directly into work. And so I wanted to explore what, what, what else is out there. Um, and so I applied to several different job opportunities through the internship program. Um, and I got accepted to work with uh, GlaxoSmithKline, which is a pharmaceutical company. Um, and that was sort of what, that the whole experience with GSK was ultimately what ended up leading me to, you know, pursue mm -hmm. a, a medical career um, in, instead of uh, something else. No, yeah, I think that's definitely a fair point. I think a lot of, you know, students, even kind of like peers that I know are kind of almost like hesitant trying to, you know, go into medicine because, you know, obviously it's a really daunting challenge. There's a lot of work ahead. And I think that, you know, exploring your options as, you know, a student is definitely you know, something that should be kind of 
I guess promoted more often, you know, some people just kind of come into the university with, you know, one goal. And I think that sometimes our goals can change and it's not necessarily, you know, really a bad thing. And I think that's a, that's a really good point, Eddie. Um, so to kind of follow up on that, it's not just the knowledge or being able to apply the knowledge you've gained during your undergraduate years, but it's a lot of the intangible skills that you end up developing mm-hmm. in years off, not years off, but years where you're doing something other than studying and per, you know, pursuing graduate school. Mm-hmm. You know, during that one year, I learned to communicate with people who were a lot more experienced than I was, um, develop those leadership skills, communication skills, collaboration skills. I mean, these are all just buzzwords when I say them. But when you actually go through the process, you you really reflect on on your experience back and you wouldn't really be the same person you are now if you didn't have that opportunity to grow. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so tell me a bit, a little bit about your you know personal experience with the MD program at Queens. What did you really kind of like or dislike about the program so far? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so like I said, I'm in my third year now. Um, mm-hmm. So the way med school works is the first two years are almost like your traditional undergraduate experience, where you're um, it's called your pre clerkship years, where you're kind of studying, you have your exams, and you're in lecture halls. Um, and then your latter two years are when you are in the hospital. So I just started that last month, um, which is when you basically put all that learning to to good use and you apply it um, in a hospital setting. And so my experience with the MD program has been nothing short of amazing. Um, Mm. And I say that with the caveat that I had gone, you know, I had that experience during undergraduate and realized that medicine was like my true passion. Mm. And so when my true passion aligned with my personal values, I feel like I am fulfilled and, you know, moving forward and wanting to do something, um, you know, in, in a career in medicine. And so the stuff that I learned in my first two years of medical school, I think the analogy is you're you're trying to sip water from a hose that's running. Oh, uh, so I think, yeah, I think I've letter. heard that. Yeah, I think I've heard that example, <laughs> like a fire hose or exactly. something along the sorts. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of information coming at you and you're in no way, shape or form expected to remember it all uh, in your first two years. Um, and mm-hmm. so it, the idea of being able to draw back and look at your notes and see like familiar words here and there and mm. be like, oh yeah, like I remember seeing this in the hospital. I wonder what it means to this patient I'm seeing now. And then making that link kind of creates mm-hmm. a, a whole new sense of appreciation for medicine. And so I'm, it's just the idea of constant learning that, that really attracted me. And so that's what I really enjoyed about um, my first couple of years in, uh, in medical school. And the, you know, the lifelong friends you've developed along the way as well. Um, those, uh, those can't be discounted. Um, and they're, they created the support system along my way as, uh, along my journey. In terms of what I don't like, um, medical school is a commitment. Um, yeah. This is nothing specific to, to Queen's Medicine. Medical school is definitely a commitment. And what I mean by that is you may not be able to see, you know, your undergrad friends or your family as much as you would like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Queen. I'm, I'm from the GTA, so Queens is about a three, four hour drive sometimes. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. And so, so I might not see my family for like a month at a time or two months at a time, depending on what my schedule is. And it's varying depending on your school's workload, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and it's pretty concrete once you're once you're in medicine that you're going to be practicing. You're going to be practicing medicine. 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are other avenues. That I think you can go into consulting and things like that. It's, it's not necessarily something that I've explored, um, but it's something yeah. to consider before coming into medical school is you, I would say you need to have a good sense of knowing what, uh, what you're getting yourself into. No, yeah, that's definitely some good points there. I, so um, obviously you've, after graduating, you know, from medical sciences program and being in the MD program now, and what are kind of some of the largest differences you've personally, you know, encountered in your life between the two programs? So obviously it's not, you know, really limited to school itself, like the program or academics itself, but like anything, you know, that you've seen, you know, changed in your lifestyle or, you know, huge changes like that. Obviously, I know you mentioned that, you know, medical school is definitely a commitment, very uh, time consuming, requires a lot of your focus day to day. You might not see your family for a long times, but I was wondering if there's anything else in terms of, you know, uh, how you split up your time or, you know, any of those kind of differences that students might not, you know, initially think about when they decide to pursue medicine? Yeah, for sure. Um, That's a great question. Um, Before sort of getting into the differences, one thing I realized I never got into was the similarities um, Mm. between the two programs. And so I want to start off by saying that the BMSC program, to be quite frank, was was a great foundation um, for medical school. The first year of, of my training um, at Queens, honestly, there were there were a lot of similarities in the content that we were learning. It was almost a, a reflection, not a reflection, um, a, a review. A review. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> a review of of the core content of your BMSE program, and I don't think that's specific to Western's BMSE program. I think that's um, specific to anyone who took the core sciences throughout their undergrad. Mm-hmm took anatomy, took histology. I mean, anatomy and histology don't change. You might go into it That's in different true. depths, but it's still core content that that is medicine. Um, and so when I when I entered my first year, it, it didn't hit me like a, like a brick. I, I felt mm. as though, you know, I, I was well, not well attuned, but I felt comfortable in that sort of an environment and the pace of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I send my kudos to Western for preparing me in that sense. Um, and also being able to learn how to study, which is fundamental in, in being able to handle the workload of, of medical school. And so th- those are the similarities. In terms of differences, to be quite honest, my first two years, um, not, not much changed. Actually, mm. what I would say is my, my first year was, was very similar to undergrad um, in terms of mm. you go to class, you come back, you go chill with friends, you go study, go play intramurals. Um, and then you have your exams every um, three or four weeks. I think one thing that might be a little bit different is the, the number of exams you're going to be taking. So you almost have an assessment a week um, in, wow. in medical school, but you get so used to it because you're basically required to review what you just learned a couple of weeks ago. And so you're just constantly mm-hmm. building. Um, and so you, you really get into the, the zone of things um, after a little bit during medical school. And then during second year, there's a transition from, okay, you've learned the core basic content um, mm-hmm. in terms of histology, anatomy, and physiology. Now let's apply it to um, to the different um, core organs. Uh, so that'll be like your respiratory oh. system, your, uh, your, cardio, your cardio system, um, you know, your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, you name it. Uh, and then being able to apply that level of knowledge from first year to second year, but 
there's a huge learning curve there because now everything is application-based. Um, you learn how to approach a patient um, in your first year, and then it's basically learning how to approach a patient using the knowledge that you also begin to accumulate in your second year of studies. And then third and fourth year, you're, you're in the hospital and you just apply everything yeah. you learned in your first and second year and constantly um, you know, revisiting what you've learned and what new things you've attained during your clerkship years. Um, and, and it sort of keeps on building from there. So I would say in, in summary, your first year is pretty similar to, to undergrad. Second year is more application-based and then third and fourth year you're in the hospital. So of course, very different from undergrad. Mm -hmm, yeah, I definitely see a lot of um, people kind of talking about, you know, the ability to apply, you know, what you've like kind of textbooks to, you know, a real life situation is definitely like a core kind of aspect of medical school you kind of have to do very well do very very well in to succeed sorry um exactly yeah so as a current medical student is there you know any specific tip or you know piece of information that you wish you knew as an undergrad before applying to queens or even just um, an md program in general um, yeah, if, if I had to go back and give myself a piece of advice, mm -hmm. um, I think I was, what, 21, 22 when I graduated undergrad, um, and I got into med when I was 23. Um, mm -hmm. But when I look at my classmates and, you know, I talk to, to these people on a daily basis, one, you know, I, I, I think I accumulate all that information and I would tell my undergraduate self to honestly chill out <laughs> in yeah. terms of 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 you know not i don't want to say the word gutting but going mm -hmm. for a professional career it you know things come at their own pace yeah and you know you're in it for the long haul so enjoy the ride mm -hmm. as cliche as that sounds you know if i'd gotten in on if i'd gotten into medical school honestly at the age of 20 or 21 i i would have felt so rushed because once mm. I got in, you're you're kind of like, okay, you know, it's your four years of medical school. Now you're going to go into residency and that's it. Your life is set. Right. And yeah. so, so once, it, once yeah. you're in medical school, there's kind of a linear path. You know, you, you can change what residency you want to do and what career type. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you, you still end up getting that MD. Right. And so it's almost like a linear process once you get into medical school. My undergraduate years and my year after medical school where I did healthcare consulting is really what built me into the person that I am today. So there is mm -hmm. absolutely no rush into getting into medical school. And even if you don't get in after your four years, which in my experience, I had a lot of friends who, who went down that path. And, you know, I'm so thankful that they've had the experiences that they had and they got into medical school after four years. But when you see your peers make a certain career path for themselves and you feel as though you're not living up to those expectations that you set yourself it can be stressful and it can be daunting and mm. I think for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now um, I think you need to take a second to take a step back and appreciate that life comes out at its own pace and really it's your experiences that help dictate what you want in life and where you end up going. Um, and that was certainly my experience. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, like 23 to get into medical school in my eyes, even now is still ridiculously early. Like you can get into medical school mm -hmm. in your late twenties, early thirties, and it makes no difference because whether you're 
you know, 30, whether you're 20, you start off at the exact same point in medical school and you go through the exact same exactly. training. So exactly. there's no rush. Um, it's, it's hard to hear. Um, I remember people telling me this and, you know, I was kind of hard headed and I was like, no, I need to go into medical school. I have to right now because my friends are there and so on mm. and so forth. And I think that was just such an, such a naive way of thinking. Um, yeah. And I really want to to press the idea of take your time, enjoy life, enjoy the process, and one way or another, you'll get to where you want to be. Exactly. I think that's definitely a, a sentiment that I see myself within, you know, my own kind of undergraduate experience. A lot of people kind of just make getting into medicine, you know, their the whole their whole thing, right? And I think it's definitely not healthy to fixate on, you know, just the goal the entire time um, while ignoring the journey completely. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So uh, given the current situation with the global, you know, global pandemic and whatnot, you know, what are some of the, you know, unique challenges you faced as a medical student and you know, whether that be, you know, in the classroom or, you know, in your clinical rotations, you know, as a result of that, that you think, you know, undergraduates should really know about? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so COVID hit um, my education when I was in the latter half of my first year. Um, there's only about a mm. month or month and a bit left of first year. And then, sorry, excuse me, um, the entirety of second year and of course now um, yeah. from an educational standpoint the undergraduate medical education office <clears throat> had to make the decision as pretty much all universities and schools had to do is to go online um, mm -hmm. and so that was a tough transition you know seeing your queens is a small program there's only a hundred and five or something like that of us <clears throat> and mm -hmm. so I, knew, I saw everyone and i knew everyone um, and to go from that to online learning and not seeing everyone's face every single day was a bit of a challenge, um, yeah, for sure. Definitely. So, but that's that's for everyone, right? Um, yeah. And that's not unique to medical school. Mm -hmm. And so, so we had online learning um, for a little bit of first year and all pretty much all of second year. Um, and then from a clinical standpoint, we didn't quite get as much exposure as a normal year for mm -hmm. obvious reasons. Um, yeah. But I still say we would have gotten enough um, in terms of exposure to specialties and um, developing the clinical skills, for example, learning how to take a history, learning how to do a physical. Mm -hmm. We still develop those core competencies during our first year of medical school. Um, and that, that doesn't change um, during your second year. So we still had that core information, those core skills. Um, obviously, when we entered third year, it may not be the, the same level as some mm -hmm. of the previous third years and uh, other clerks, but it develops over time and it develops quickly. So whether, you know, you didn't have as much experience compared to previous years, you ultimately develop the same level of skills. You become just as competent um, when you graduate. And so that's not necessarily something that I'm concerned about myself either. Mm -hmm. um, I would say those are the two biggest differences, online learning and um, I guess a little less clinical experience, but it doesn't change a thing once you go into the hospital and practice it every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, it's definitely an important point. Um, all right, and to wrap up, uh, what final words do you have for you know current 
BMSC students or even pre-med students listening in who might be, you know, confused or anxious about the whole, you know, application process? Yeah, for sure. Um, Two things. One is, you know, sort of the general undergrad experience. And secondly, is the application process. Um, In terms of your general undergrad experience, um, I think it's super important to just appreciate how far you've come. It's very easy to, again, make a baseline comparing yourself to your peers. And I know how the BMSD program is. It can be challenging. There's a lot of successful individuals in that program that go on to do great things. Um, And when you compare yourself to those peers, again, it can be stressful and it can be daunting. And I think just take a second to reflect how far you've come, what you've personally achieved, um, and have trust in the process. Um, Not everyone wants medicine Um, and if you ultimately do want it and you um, are certain that medical or going to medical school and becoming a doctor is is what you want to do in life then I would say go for it Um, Mm -hmm. and that's it takes time to get to make that decision in life Um, it did for me I wouldn't say I would say to be honest I didn't want medical school 100% um until fourth year of, of my undergrad um and so so take time to to consolidate what you've learned your experiences you know go learn some some new things take part in new experiences before coming to that decision because once you do you you want to go head over heels and in, in, in pursuing it mm-hmm. now secondly in terms of um the application process there's no way of getting around it. The application process is lengthy um, and it can be tiring. Um, but again, everyone who's applying to medical school has to go through that exa- exact same process of writing your MCAT, um, applying to OMSAS or AMCAS if you're applying to America. Um, and it can be stressful and it can be tiring. But once you go through the whole process, you'll, you'll kind of understand how your experiences line up for for why you want to go into medical school mm-hmm. um, and being able to articulate that in your in your application goes a long way um, yeah i think that's yeah. that's the advice i would give um, in terms of how how to approach the rest of undergrad and, and the application process itself um, i know it's rather vague but <clears throat> just make sure to to keep attuned to who you are as a person um, throughout the entire process and you know, just trust yourself. Uh, undergrad's a ride. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about, um, you know, what your capabilities are and your potential is limit, uh, limitless. Um, and so trust that moving forward and, and, you know, you'll you'll do great. All right. Well, definitely some solid advice to end in the episode on. Um, Well, I think that's all the time we have today for this episode of the Beyond BMSC podcast. Uh, Thank you once again to Abby for coming in and really taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your experience as a BMSC graduate in the MD program. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of students who are listening in with questions and concerns about the pre-med track definitely found your perspective extremely enlightening. I know I have personally. Awesome. Thanks again, Eddie. And thank you to BMSA for having me. Um, This was fantastic. Yeah. 
Okay, for those of you listening in who want to hear more or maybe have some questions of your own that you'd like to have answered, check back on our website at bmsawestern.com and other social media platforms for episodes with new students each week.